On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. Can you keep all four of them? Tavares, Nylander, Marner, and Matthews. We can, and, and we will. He gets free. Shoots good. Matthews, magnificent. Good Wednesday afternoon. We're in for episode four of uh, of All or Nothing, the Amazon Prime Toronto Maple Leafs documentary series. And I guess if I'm being honest, this was only okay. I've sort of been up and down on it. You guys have been who've listened to all of these. Episode one was kind of weak, um, or just okay. Maybe not weak. Maybe weeks overstating it. But uh, episode two, I enjoyed more. Episode three, I found really interesting around the front office stuff and. Uh, you know, just um, the trade deadline and, and things like that. Uh, episode four here, yeah, we'll see. And, and maybe it's my own fault. Maybe it's just the anticipation now of looking forward to covering the playoff series, uh, which they're going to do in episode five. So maybe that's all it was. But uh, there was some interesting things here we'll touch on. There was another one of these scenes. You know, I've referenced the Tavares one with his uncle. I've referenced the Muzzin and Hall one on the golf course. These sort of scenes where they're trying to, you know, I don't know, get you a picture of these guys away from the rink. And uh, there was one here again in episode four where Willie organizes a day away, you know, uh, for a group of them at the racetrack. And again, it's just, there's nothing terrible about it. It just, it all seems a little forced, a little performed, a little. And I think a lot of these, you know, maybe would have been better. um, The series in general, if you cut five minutes out and, you know, made each episode slightly shorter and and just cut away from this stuff because... I don't know. There's not much there for me. Like it's not really working for me anyway. And this one was the same early part in this episode though, that was interesting. They focused on kind of the toll this season. If you remember they're they're bubbled still, um, largely, uh, tons of restrictions due to COVID. And so they focus on what this is doing to some of the families. And this came up, uh, earlier this year when Zach Bogosian, uh, signed, I believe he went back to Tampa Bay. Um, 
after playing for the Leafs last year. And there was sort of a bit of talk about it, but not much, but that he had struggled, you know, being an American in Canada, his kids and his wife were back home uh, in the U.S. and he can't cross the border. They can't cross the border. And so he hasn't seen them, you know, almost through the entire season. Um, And there's a scene here where he's FaceTiming with his daughter, uh, well, with both his kids and his wife, and his daughter's pointing out that you're going to miss my birthday party. And you can just see it in his eyes. Like, it, it's crushed him, right? Um, and he says that to the camera afterwards. Like, it's a dagger through the heart to be seeing everything that's going on at home. They're screaming in the background. Obviously, maybe, you know, the kids are acting up and his wife's having to, to balance it for him. But that line about missing the birthday party, you can tell, has has you know, really taken a toll on him. And like I said, we kind of heard that this off season when he went back to Tampa that, you know, it looked like things were going to be better at the border here, but he wanted to be in the U.S. again. He didn't want to risk being separated from his family again like that. And when you see these moments, you know, super understandable, right? Like you can see what he's going through and how hard that must have been. Uh, and we see it again in a scene right after that. Uh, if you recall, at the end of episode three, uh, they had just acquired Nick Felino at the trade deadline. So there's cameras there as he's packing up to leave his family in Columbus and start driving up to Toronto. And he's doing his best, like he's making it positive and he's got the kids cheering for a Stanley Cup. And, um, you know, he's, it's all very upbeat and stuff, you can tell. But, like, he's doing his best to keep it all upbeat instead of being sad. But, you know, he's about to leave his family behind for, at that time, what would it have been? you know, middle of April, I guess, earlier than that, I guess. And then he's going to drive and be gone for, you know, all of April, all of May away from, from the kids again. So clearly in this part of the series, they're trying to remind us what this season was like for obviously not just the Leafs, but teams across the league and, and especially in, in Canada for, uh, for some of the American players, uh, that were stuck on one side of the border or, you know, anyone who had family back on one side or the other is an extremely difficult thing. So obviously they were trying to kind of put that in as we're getting later on into the season that the toll that that must be taking on guys. And like I said, you do see it, um, you know, as Zach Bogosian resigns on the other side of the border this year, he's not taking any chances on being, um, you know, stuck in that situation again. So uh, also, I, I don't know what to read into this. One of the things as we've talked about all the way through has been the relationship between Keefe and Dubas. And uh, they've sort of been the stars of the show. And there's a moment where, you know, we're still seeing that they're dealing with the goaltenders, right? What is this going to be? What are they going to do? Is Freddie ever going to be ready? Like, what does this look like? And they're coming down the stretch and there's only a couple of games left. And Keefe, you know, comes into a room with Dubas and says, like, do we have any update yet? Do we know what's going to happen? Um, when he's going to be ready? And Kyle just kind of downplays it again. Says, you know, he'll be ready when he's fully ready to do everything on the ice. And so Keith says, well, like, we have to have a conversation about our starter for game one of the playoffs, right? Like, it's, um, you know, we need to to have some information here and make this call. And, and Kyle, like I said, he doesn't, like, it's not like a disciplinarian. It's not, like, aggressive in any ways. Like if, but Kyle just says, if you want to end that right now, I think it's Jack. Like, it's almost like he's telling him, we're starting Jack. Now, that's where I mean it. It sort of remains open to interpretation. Is that Kyle telling Keith, you're starting Jack? Or is that Kyle saying, in my opinion, it's Jack? The way it's sort of stated in the show, and it, to me, it seemed 
maybe a little more forceful than I would have expected out of out of the GM. Um, but again, it's it's not laid out. It's not aggressive. It's not laid out that this is a he's being dictated to. But yeah, to me, a little over the top for for what I thought a GM might say to uh, to a coach. But maybe you know that's they want to paint it that way. Maybe there was more that got cut out. Um, maybe that's just the way they communicate. And Keith does know at the end of the day, it is his call. Uh, I'm sure that's what Kyle would tell you is that the, those decisions remain with the coach. But yeah, just to hear him go, if you want to end that discussion right now, it's Jack. You know, there you go. Like, <laughs> I guess it's Jack. And, you know, if we go all the way back at that point, it is obvious that is the right decision. Uh, Campbell has had that 11 game winning streak um, and he has largely taken the net now that uh, Freddie's been gone. But, uh, you know, it sort of takes you back to that moment and just how uh, uptight Keith was starting to get about it and uh, and how it was all going to play out. We do sort of see, you know, a mini three-game series against Montreal late in the season um, where the Leafs do end up clinching the division. Um, and it's a sort of muted celebration. They're not all that excited about it. It doesn't mean a whole lot because they know the real questions lie in the playoffs. But what was concerning as you sort of think back to the end of the season is they give Fred the net for one of the games against Ottawa and he's he's not very good. Uh, this is after they've clinched, so that's Sunday. And then there's a meaningless loss to Winnipeg as well. And they don't focus on those games almost at all other than to show you Fred getting back in the net to at least try and get a couple of reps. And it's, you know, it's not great. But it, it I do wonder now heading into the series, and we don't know, um, but heading into the series against Montreal you know, if those two losses at the very end where they were clearly pretty lackadaisical um, would have carried over or not. I guess it's hard to say because we get the, and we'll get to this in episode five, but we get the Tavares injury and then that swings game one, obviously, and then the Leafs win three in a row. So who knows? But it was sort of lackluster how they just glazed over those last few games and it seems like the team kind of did too. So um, that makes me wonder a little bit about uh, you know just stepping back and how things ended if if there were warning signs again right there that you know maybe these guys aren't quite ready for this again right like that they're maybe not going in with the proper mindset after just pissing away a couple games at the end of the season with no no real concern honestly guys I think that's uh, I think that's about it for this one I, I said at the beginning if there wasn't a ton there we wouldn't belabor it we wouldn't stick around too long and whatever and if there was we'd go as long as we needed to. I know this one will be pretty short, but I honestly felt like this one was largely filler as we were heading down the down the road to the playoffs. At this point, the Leafs have, you know, they've got the division. Uh, really, the only thing left to do is sort out the, uh, um, you know, the, the goaltending situation and stuff like that. We do see some focus on Nick Foligno when he arrives in Toronto, which I guess was kind of interesting. Um you know, and he takes a couple jabs at Dubas. You know, he's Felino's a Sudbury guy versus Kyle is the Sioux guy. So they're having a little fun with that. And so it was cool to see, you know, how he embraced the team right away when he arrived. And, and he did do that. And, um, you know, he's playing well. He's being really talkative in his first game. He's mic'd up, really encouraging his line mates and stuff. So um, they went out of their way to point out how important this was to him. And, and they do sort of speak to Mike Felino, his dad at one point, who was a leaf and about the, the, the old 93 hat that Nick showed up with on his first day. So all of that stuff, like it's, it, it's not disinteresting by any means, but it just, it really seemed to me, you know, between the focus on the, the day trip to the racetrack and then the toll it was taking on the families and stuff, it, it felt like this was just sort of, as far as the hockey season went, 
all right, like we've got it locked up. We've got enough of that. Let's just fill up an episode here until we get to the main event in the playoffs, which is obviously going to be the, almost the entirety here of, uh, of episode five. So I don't know. To me, this was the weakest of the episodes so far, so we won't beat it over the head with a big, long episode here. Uh, that was episode four of Tall or Nothing. We'll have episode five on Thursday at noon, so I hope you'll stick around and join me for that one, and uh, we will see you then.